Good morning, good morning. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is time for Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn. I am so excited to be your host, doubly board certified in family and obesity medicine, and your master movement meditation and mindset coach, two-time best-selling author, blogger, podcaster, medical correspondent for WURD Radio in Philadelphia, wife, mother, daughter, sister, auntie, cousin, and all of those things, along with all of the roles that you all play. And I'm so excited to welcome you here every Sunday in this, what, our third or fourth season. It's so exciting to have this show and have this opportunity born during the pandemic. And I just want to remind everybody that even though we are unprecedented dark times. This is also an opportunity, an opportunity to evolve as a human in transition, a human in growth. We have a very, very, very special guest today, Dr. Ian A. Cyrus, a wonderful friend, co-collaborator with me, someone who's been before this audience before. And before I remind you of his accolades and his accomplishments, I just want to remind you of what this show is about. So I call it Weightless in Mind, Body, and Medicine, you know, as a nod to my medical subspecialty of obesity medicine. And I chose obesity medicine because it is in the lexicon of evolving medical specialties, one that kind of addresses most of our body systems in one fell swoop, showing that the evidence base, if you reduce negative adiposity or sick body fat by a mere three to five percent, you improve blood pressure, you improve brain function, you improve heart function, you improve gut function, you improve skeletal function, you improve skin function, and on and on and on. You also improve psychological and spiritual function. And so we look at its double entendre meaning, not just the physical, but also in the ways that we can be weightless in mind, body and spirit. Get my drift? All right. So let's see who's here this morning. And then I'm going to remind you of the accolades of our guest today. And I am just so honored to call this man friend. I am also incredibly honored to call this man a part of my own wellness and healing community. He has treated me. He treats me the extent, and I say, I put, say treats because we are each other's medicine and because we are in each other's energetic imprint. The administration of the treatment continues kind of like dropping a stone in a pond where you see the concentric circles expanding out. So I'm held in the power of his healing light and energy. 
All right. So who's here this morning? Good morning. Good morning, Jimmy. And welcome. Good morning and welcome. Let's bring you on. The early birds are here. Please let us know that you're here. Drop something in the chat. Good morning, Victoria. Can't wait to see you later today. Good morning, Marianne. So good to be seeing you all this week. Good morning, Dr. Randy. Good morning, Dr. Dietrich. All right. So the medical community is awake this morning. Good morning, beloved. Good morning. And I am dedicating all of my shows this year to my glorious mother who made her transition this week and my glorious Aunt Jean, you know, one of my moms. This is a woman who made significant contribution to the woman that I have become today, along with my mom. And she and my mom were raised together. All right. So good morning. Hashtag meditation. I tried acupuncture, but it didn't work for me. So we'll address that as well, as well, as well, as well. So, and again, though, any of you all, when you try something, that's part of the beauty of the show, encouraging people to put together your wellness team. You know, what is it that resonates with you? What works for you? What heals you? That's why I bring my superstar friends forward. That's why we have these discussions. And as always, we don't treat or diagnose anything on this. This show is for informational and educational purposes only. All right. So, all right, all right, all right. It is time for me to introduce Ian A. Cyrus. Ian, a native of Trinidad and Tobago, is a former U.S. Marine and FBI special agent. And I just love that. I love that. I love that. I have one other friend who is currently an FBI agent. He has earned a BS in sports medicine and an MS in biomechanics from Temple University and is a certified athletic trainer. Since young adulthood, he has had several long-term apprenticeships under some well-known masters. He is a graduate of the International School of Shiatsu of Doylestown, Pennsylvania. He graduated with honors from the Tri-State College of Acupuncture, New York, New York, where he earned an MS in Acupuncture Oriental Medicine and is a member of the advisory board. He also graduated from Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, where he earned a doctorate of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, integrative medicine. He is currently a faculty member at the Juan Institute of Graduate Studies in Glenside, Pennsylvania, a graduate program in acupuncture and oriental medicine. He is the founder and innovator of Oriental Medicine, Physical Medicine, OMPM, a unique approach to myofascial pain and dysfunction and musculoskeletal pain. At the end, I'm going to give everyone Ian's contact because he also has a telemedicine platform. And if you have myofascial pain and musculoskeletal pain, I urge you to set up a consult with this powerful healer. He's board certified by the National Commission for the Certification of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. He has been in practice for over 20 years. Ian served as a board member of the now American Association of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine for six years in the capacities of treasurer, vice president, and president. During his tenure, he made significant changes, moving the AAAOM toward a more professional 
image. Oh, he is so many accolades. He's on founding members of the Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, Myra Brind Center of Integrative Medicine. He has sat on national councils. He is internationally known as a martial arts master. He is the lineage holder of Shozon he has achieved the highest possible ranking in Hapkido. He is the founder of Yushin Hapji Muye, a unique system of martial arts. He also holds mastership levels in Taekwondo, Chen Taiji Wan, Yin Fu Ba, Guazhang, Ito Tenshin, Rin Ken Jitsu. He is an ordained Buddhist monk priest. His Dharma name is Moksha Pranya. Kwando Pranja. He currently leads a Sangha Meditation and Buddhist Studies Group in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. His vision for the future of Oriental Medicine follows. The Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine Center vision is to create equal access to East Asian medicine as a viable medical alternative to promote seamless integration into the conventional healthcare environment, research and education, to hold a space for prevention, holistic care, health and wellness for all stakeholders. So I bring forward my dear beloved friend, my dear one, Ian A. Cyrus. Welcome, beloved. Welcome back. Welcome back. Good morning. For coming this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Tanya. Good morning. Praying for you and your family. So, all right, everybody, grab out your notepads and your pens. Ian has a presentation this morning. If you were here when Ian joined us before, Um, He mentioned a book by Dr. Hans Selye, S-E-L-Y-E. And this book is a book that both of us use as our foundational track in our foundation for our practice and who we are as medical uh, persons, professionals, and who we are as healers. This book is called The Stress of Life, and it is perhaps the Western foundation. There it is, The Stress of Life. It's the classic. And I urge anyone who is watching, so Dr. Ramsey, Dr. Tanya, Dr. Dietrich, Dr. Dietrich, American's relaxation doctor, Dr. Randy, who is our financial queen, If you are a practicing medical professional and you have not read this, your education is incomplete. So we're going to talk about that today. So how is it that we're in a time of unprecedented stress? We're at a time where today, you know, this country is supposed to go under siege, all of our capital. We're in the midst of a global pandemic. We're in the midst of perhaps an extinction event. These are dark topics. These are things that are weighing down on us, pressing on us. We're in the midst of, um, you might notice the increase in depression or even anxiety in yourself because the frequency at which the earth is held and which the human brain operates, there's a number of that frequency and that number is being challenged by what we're calling 
climate, global climate change because the Earth's frequency is changing and our brains are being assaulted right now. Were you all aware of that? Did you know that? You know, you're thinking, what's wrong with me? Why am I depressed? Why am I tired? Why are we seeing all these systemic illnesses occurring in ourselves, our clients, our patients, our uh, communities? Yes, 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 yes. Ah, so you have a fan. Yay, Ian is back. Love this last show. <laughs> Yes. yes, he was my secret for this week. So, welcome. So, Ian, go ahead. I've talked long enough. Take it away and please introduce today's topic. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> nice, nice to be back. Um, uh, today, we're going to talk about um, simply the, the title is stress management for the here and now. And, you know, as, as I introduce this topic, you know, I want you guys to, you know, to think that 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 um, stress, you know, we use that term very loosely without realizing the extent of of what it really means. So hopefully today, uh, I, you know, we'll be able to shed shed a little bit of a different light on what this thing is, and and how for ourselves and our families and friends and clients and what have you, that how we can help them to um, to resonate with this thing in a different way. So I'm gonna share my screen um, here so, so that um, I can talk about this thing. So I did this short presentation, um, uh, uh, let's see here. Where is it? <laughs> That's the thing. Hold on one second. Take your time. This is worth okay. it. Yeah, okay. Got it? Can you see that? Um, I don't see anything yet. Has it popped up? Okay, wait, wait a second. Let's see here. Um uh, You know, the, the te technology is a <laughs> interesting thing. It's, 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 uh, all right. Uh, hold on. Uh, let's see. So we practiced this last night, folks. So hold on. But you know what? Even if the presentation is, you know, if we can't share, you just go ahead through that slide deck where you can see it and we'll talk about it. Uh, all right, hold on. Let me, um, I'm trying to get this thing uh, up and moving here. Let's see. Good morning and welcome, Dr. Kathy. Oh, here it comes. So um, we're going to be talking about, and perhaps you're familiar with this. All right, are you seeing it now? I do see you there. So, um, yeah. okay, hold on. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, but what it's showing, it's not showing the. Okay, not not the. Not, not the slide, right? So that's what we see. Okay, hold on. So I will. We're gonna take our. We're gonna get this, y'all. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Don't worry. And the book is um, Hands Cellier. Whoops. 
This is a book. Even I would recommend that lay people read it. So we just need to do exactly what we did last night. Yeah, if we can <laughs> pull it off. Uh, application window. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what I'll have to do. Uh, uh, do you want to email it? Send in the meantime, we could get started, but why don't you go ahead and, and send it to DM and then, you know, because DM will be able to, our, our technical assistant will be able to add it to the stream for sure. Okay, just a second here. Uh, uh, okay. All right. So, uh, PowerPoint. All right, so it's, it's, low, it's loading. Just just a second. Yeah. Yes, technology is humbling. We have all been there. So in the meantime, go ahead, begin to put your question in the chat regarding the stress of life and how we move through it and how we manage it now. I'll invite you to go ahead and do that. Yes, happy Dr. King weekend. Good morning, good morning, hi, good morning, and welcome to the show. We're, we're struggling with a little bit of technical difficulties at this time. That's all right, that's all right. All right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, all right. So here it comes. Stress management. Okay. So. Uh, uh, We're just waiting. It's going to be, you know. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, can you see it now? Uh, hold on. Here we are. Yes, there it is. Okay. Beautiful. Right. So you want to put it in slideshow, and here we go. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. <laughs> okay. As I was saying, that the the use of the term uh, stress management is is somewhat you know overused and not clearly understood because it's it's become so much a part of our linguistic lexicon, but. It has an origin, and the person who originated use of the term is Dr. Hans Sillier, who was a Hungarian-Canadian um, physiologist who did the original research and studies that still holds to this day over 63 years ago. Um, the book I, I, I held up um, was The Stress of Life, which was published actually in 1965. Um, and he answered the question, what is stress and different types of stress? Um, 
which includes uh, not just use of the term stress, but distress and use stress. Um, and he also developed this theory of general adaptation syndrome, which became the, the you know, his central theory. Um, along with that, the physiology of stress and this whole thing about the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which, you know, nobody ever really pays attention to these days, but as clinicians, most of us, this, this could be an important reference. Um, so what this whole idea of GAS or general adaptation syndrome um, is, is very interesting. What, you know, in reading his book, you will find that he identified this as every species on the planet um, actually exhibits this general adaptation syndrome to unrelenting or prolonged stress. And, you know, for instance, you know, if, if a gorilla is cornered or, or, or gets himself in a fight or flight mode, you know, his back goes up. If a human being is, is, is overstressed, the back goes up. If a snake is cornered, its back goes up. So any animal on the planet, if they're, uh, if, if they're put in that mode, um, the muscles of the neck and upper back region are the first ones to respond. And that's an interesting thing. You know the 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 adage, you know, don't get your backup applies here, right? So, in other words, if people see you getting stressed and they say, "All right, man, you know, don't get your backup," you know, really, that's what GAS is about. But the thing about human beings is that most of us have lost the ability to discharge that event, and you know, as we continue, you you'll see what I mean. But anyway, Celia discovered and documented that stress differs from other responses in that stress is stressful whether one receives good or bad news, whether the impulse is positive or negative. He called stress, he called negative stress, distress, and positive stress, use stress. The system whereby the body copes with stress the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis or the HPA axis system was also first described by Cillier. He also pointed to an alarm state, a resistant state, and an exhaustion state, largely referring to glandular states. Later, he developed the idea of two reservoirs of stress resistance or alternatively stress energy. So here's his model, and if you, I don't know if you guys can see this really well because I'm in the edit mode. Maybe I should just put this in the slideshow mode so that you'll see things a little bit clearly. Okay, so let me get back to, to that. Okay, so this might be a little bit clearer where stress is introduced and it affects the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the adrenal, um, the adrenal system and the, especially the hormone ACTH. Um, and as you can see, it went down and, it, and it, it, it directly impacts the adrenal medulla. The hypothalamus, um, uh, which is the sympathetic division of the autonomic nervous system reacts. And again, it impacts the, the adrenals. So once it impacts the adrenals, you have a, a, a sustained release of, of cortisol, which you know is toxic to the human body. And, and that can lead to um, 
all kinds of problems, not the least of which is um, exhaustion and and eventually death. So so this is just a brief. Um, this is just a brief uh, um, model, right? Juxtaposed against that model is the is this model from an Oriental medicine perspective, where you're introduced to stress, right? And it could be emotional or physical or whatever. And in Oriental medicine, the liver of all organs is the one responsible for that. Um, we say that the liver is responsible for the smooth flowing of chi or energy, which means oxygen and fluids throughout the entire body. And when the body is in that mode, that stops. And when it stops, we say you have liver chi stagnation or liver chi constraint. And that's our culture. We, we joke, practitioners of acupuncture and oriental medicine, we often say that we live in a liver um, uh, culture where everybody's gripping their steering wheels in the morning and they're angry and don't want to go to work and you know that sort of thing. Um, we just cannot um, learn to adapt to to changing circumstances and be okay with it. Okay, so that's under the control of the liver, both as both physiologically and 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 metaphorically as well. Okay, so the term stress, as it was currently used, was coined by Heinz Sillier in 1936, as we know, who defined it as a nonspecific response of the body to any demand for change. And again, any demand for change, we have lost the ability to do that. I was discussing this last night with Dr. Carroll about uh, 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 Discovery Channel uh, uh, presentation I viewed maybe several years ago where a, a lion was attacking a zebra on the African plains. And when the, <laughs> when the zebra realized, look, I, I, it's no good for me to run, he fell to the ground and was totally motionless. The lion lost interest in eating him and walked away. Okay? So the zebra laid there for a while and maybe 15 minutes or so, and then jumped to its feet and then started shaking uncontrollably, it seems, right? This, this, this intense shaking of the, of the uh, zebra lasted for another 10, maybe 15 minutes. And then the zebra walked away and started grazing right in the same area that he was attacked. Now that shaking, maybe we should get up every morning and shake for 15 minutes. How's that? Okay, to discharge the stress or at the nights shake for 15 minutes. So what that means is, folks, we need to move, whether it's Tai Chi or yoga or, or, or any kind of movement pattern that is structured, we need to do it. Okay. But anyway, um, as you know, that, that, that uh, Hans Silje was actually born in January 26, 1907, and he died in 1982. So he was around for a long time. And he was a pioneering Hungarian-Canadian endocrinologist of, of Hungarian origin. He conducted many important scientific work on the hypothetical nonspecific response of an organism to stressors. And you guys know that, you know, as clinicians and those of you who are interested, 
that this kind of thing, especially in the here and now, is is terribly important. Okay, so um, he, you know, he authored several books. I think something like thirty different books and a couple of hundred landmark papers. The guy was busy his entire life, you know. But his mo his most important work was the stress of life. Okay, so so as I said, he conceptualized the physiology of stress as having two important components of set of um, set responses, which he called general adaptation syndrome. But what most people don't talk about is specific at this point. Let me mention specific adaptation syndrome. So he identified that all species on the planet have this general adaptation to to stress, this stress, use stress. But what he didn't talk about, what most people don't talk about, is this thing called specific adaptation syndrome, which means that once you're exposed to stress and you've lost the ability to discharge the energetic impact of that event, it targets your weak organ, be it the cardiac system, uh, you know, or the respiratory system, or the digestive system, or the or you know the you know any system in the body that 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 is important it targets one or the other so that's why you would see people with 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 asthma for instance or 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 ibs or you know irritable bowel syndrome which is key to one's immune response or or the urinary system or any one of the major systems it targets it so whatever your weak link happens to be, that's where it goes. So I just wanted to mention that because, you know, in trying to put together um, this short PowerPoint presentation, I didn't, other than it being mentioned very briefly in the book, I thought that was an important um, thing, thing for me to mention about not just general adaptation, but specific adaptation as well, okay? Um, so, um, Let's keep going here. So, like I said, there there are four phases of GAS, which is the alarm system and resistance, exhaustion, and then that. These phases are largely controlled and regulated by the adrenal glands, which is a small organ that sits on top of the kidneys, which are the source of adrenaline, cortisol, and other key hormones involved in the stress response. Let me say that in oriental medicine, the kidneys are the only organ system that has two aspects to it. It's a yin organ, but you know we have yin organs and yang organs. Okay, uh, the yang organs are the hollow organs like the stomach. A yin organ is a solid organ like the uh, lung or the kidneys. Okay. So the kidney being a yin organ is the only organ system, be it yin or yang organ, that has two distinct aspects to it, which we call kidney yin and kidney yang. Now, most practitioners view this without understanding that, in, and this is my own understanding of it due to my research, that the kidney yang is, all, is really the, the, the adrenal glands that sits on top of the kidneys. The yin 
the kidney yin is the is the organ itself okay so when we talk about kidney yang deficiency what we're talking about in modern terms is adrenal exhaustion that's just my qualified opinion about that okay and it, it should be treated differently but most practitioners they hear this stuff and it doesn't seem to connect for them and i know that from teaching these students you know they they, they get it in their heads oh kidney yang kidney yin and i'm asking what do you mean by that you know in the clinic what do you mean by it's kidney yin or kidney yang i i just you know it, it's one of those things that we have to resolve in our, in our profession but anyway the alarm phase the body prepares its fight or flight response in the resistance phase, the body attempts to return to normal after the stress has been removed. But in our, as humans, as homo sapiens sapien, we have lost the ability to return to normal after the stress is removed. So we remain in this fight flight phase and it never shuts off and it manifests itself in a lot of stuff that Dr. Carroll mentioned at the beginning of, of, of our little presentation here. Okay, so now I'm going to end that discussion about, about uh, what this thing is. I bet you you'll never think about it the same way again, right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway so I'm going to go through a series of acupuncture points um, that you can use to manage stress and anxiety, insomnia, and, and all that other stuff that comes with it. And we're going to start with this point on the top of the head. Now, if you were to take your ears and fold it and draw a line straight up and then down the middle, where the two lines intersect, that particular point is a very important point, uh, um, acupuncture point. It's on what, what's known as the governing vessel. I'm not, I'm not gonna get too much into the physiology of acupuncture, but the, just knowing where that is and being able to access it and, and apply pressure to it or or your acupuncturist needling that point could be a very important point. Now, this point is the is, is a major point for any type of prolapse in the body. And I'm not just talking about physically, I'm talking about emotional prolapse. So what would be emotional prolapse? It would be depression. This feeling of things falling down. Massaging that point will pull your energies upwards. All right, so it's a great point for something like depression, um, visceral prolapse, uterine prolapse, um, repeated miscarriages because the energy of holding things up is not there. So that's the point. That point is also known as 100 spirits. What that means is that every one of the 72 meridians or channels in the body terminates at that point. So if you were to grab a hold of that point and start pulling like a thread, eventually you will remove all of the meridians and, and channels in the body to which acupuncture subscribes, okay? So it's a major point. So this next point is in the tragus of the ear and, and you can apply, uh, it's called Shen Men, which meaning spirit gate. So it calms the spirit or calms the emotions, okay? So often what I would do is I would needle that point on my patients or I would send them home with an ear seed in the ear on, on that point or it, a small intradermal needle and say, look, remove that in three days. And the reason I would do that is to, again, modulate the emotions 
And if these people are suffering from something like insomnia, it helps them to sleep. Okay? So that's ear shin men. So the next slide is ear seeds. You can actually purchase that on Amazon for those of you who would like to try it. And it's a vicarious seed with a little Band-Aid on top of it. You just press it into the ear and it does make a difference. Okay? So you might want to give that a try. The next point is Yin Tang or Crystal Palace. It's the third eye. And this is an important point as well because it literally helps you to see things differently. And those of you who know about the, the, the uh, pineal gland, it helps the pineal gland to function more efficiently by focusing on that point. Even if you bring your attention to the point or you needle the point or you put an air seed on the point, it helps your, your, your um, pineal gland, which is something that in this culture we don't pay much attention to. But the pineal gland is responsible for clear seeing, okay? Not, and I'm talking about spiritually. This is the one thing that the ancients talked about that we're not concerned with. And for people of color, it, it, it's what produces your melanin. It's what controls your circadian rhythm, which is your ability to, to in sync with light and darkness, okay? And that's metaphoric as it is practical. So very important point, just between the eyebrows, all right? So I'm nothing more needs to be said about its location, all right? So the next point is this, everybody knows this point, right? You know, you pinch between the index finger and thumb and, and you massage it until it feels a little sore and it's known as Union Valley. This point is a command point, which means, or universal point, which means it has a very powerful effect on an area of the body, and that area is the head. So even for anxiety, depression, uh, headache, toothache, or any type of headache, uh, it, it, it works, or sinus congestion, that kind of stuff. So anything related to the head, this is the point. Okay, so next we have um, this point known as stomach 36 or leg three mile point. You can see the location of it there. Um, it's really easy to find, you know, and, and if you take your hand, the, the thickness of the width of the palm of the hand is three sun, as you see depicted on the slide. Um, so you measure below the lower edge of the patella and you measure one hand width down and it's slightly towards the tibia, right? It's the anterior crest of the tibia. So it's literally between the tibia, for those of you who know the anatomy and the fibula, which is the other bone there. This is one of the most important points in acupuncture. If nothing else a practitioner or you can do if you stimulate that point in some way, it, it, it has a long range of applications, which includes digestive function. It includes your overall body energy. That's why it's called Leg Three Miles. And that name came about during the early part, part of the building of the Great Wall, where the slaves who were building the wall at the end of the day, when they were so exhausted they couldn't move, they would manipulate that point by using moxa or, or 
or, or, or acupuncture, and then they can figuratively go three more miles. That also has to do with our longevity is uh, Homo sapiens sapien. Recent research have shown that that particular point helps to preserve the telomeres on our chromosomes. So it deals with oxidative stress or biological aging, okay? So if you do nothing else, that's the point, okay? Everybody knows about, about stomach 36. There's been a ton of research done on this point alone. And for those of us who don't know what telomeres are, um, we have 46 chromosomes. And at the end of these chromosomes, there's this, you know, the end, you know, the little tabs at the end of your shoelaces. It's it sort of looks like that. And and the generation of your telomeres is part of your biological aging process. So what they're saying is that use of this point literally preserves the telomeres and extend your biological life. Okay, so that's pretty awesome, I think. All right, how they came up with that. I don't want to get into a huge discussion about that. We don't have the time this morning, okay? So here is a moxa stick. You can order moxa stick or the sticky on moxa's uh, sticks from Amazon, believe it or not. I even saw this on a site for Walmart. So you can even get this stuff from Walmart. Everybody is into Chinese medicine these days. So the next point is called spleen. This is on the spleen channel or the spleen organ. This is point, as you can see the, the image here, uh, the thickness of the palm of the hand again, just above the medial malleolus, right? The point is in the center of the medial aspect of the, the lower leg. Very important point for any type of um, problems with the sex organs or, or your urinary system or any one of those points in the lower aspect of the body. Um, it also helps with insomnia as well. All right. So massaging that point also could be very important. And the next point is known as liver three to those of us in the profession. And the name of that point is Taijung, meaning great surge. So any energy that surges upwards, it's very important to use that point. Like, you know, sometimes you lay there at night and, and you're ruminating and you can't shut your brain off. The energy is all in your head. Well, that's this is the point that pulls that energy from your head and reduces that type of... Uh, anxiety because that's what that is okay so this is a very important point now the next slide has to do with uh the only acupuncture meridian or channel that goes to the bottom of the feet so that's your grounding point this point is known as bubbling spring so using a tennis ball um a a golf ball or a bear bottle make sure you drink the bear first okay <laughs> because if you don't it's not going to work I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, you you stimulate that point and it will also pull the energy from your head. So this point is also a great point for people who have a fainting event or they pass out. Um, it's a revival point. We use this in martial arts as well to revive people who have been, uh, who, who are knocked unconscious. It, it actually works, okay? People with high blood pressure, insomnia, night sweats, 
headache, dizziness, this feeling of, you know, hot, especially, you know, those ladies who are going through menopause, this hot feeling. Um, like I said, it, it it works the same way as the previous point where if you your thoughts are scattered and all over the place, and, and it also is a very important point for plantar fasciitis, okay? Because it's in the connective tissue of the plantar region of the of the foot, right? So um, it, it is an important point for plantar fasciitis or even generally peripheral neuropathy that's affecting the foot, okay? It, it's really important point. So combining these two points is known as the four gates. And these points, these two points, four total, um, returns the body back to its its normal state, no, known as homeostasis. So we say that manipulating these points, and they have you know similar locations. This is a, in the web of the foot, and yeah, if you look at it, you will see they're almost you know a mirror image of each other. Um, it it, it re remember earlier I talked about the smooth flowing of chi through the entire body. This combination of points restores and maintains it. So what I'm saying here, folks, is that um, what I'm saying here, folks, is that you can um, uh, use this point, these points daily, to um, maintain uh, overall homeostasis. And what homeostasis is is the state of the body where all of its systems and functions are in harmony. This is the this is the combination that does that. The next series of points are on the back, and these are known as the Huato Jiuqi spinal activation points. These points are segmental in in their um, in their position and related to each spinal segment. Like for instance. The lung is innervated by uh, T, uh, T2 and T3, all right? Those are the spinal activation points that will deal with lung problems. Or the liver, as I mentioned before, which will be T8 and T9, okay? Or the kidneys, which would be uh, L2 and L3. So they're segmental. So if someone is having, say, mm, let's say for argument's sake, digestive problems, okay? Um, if you palpate its segment, its related segment, all right, which would be like around, I would say T10, maybe 11 area, you'll find that that, vert that vertebral, those vertebral segment of these two or three of them would be fixated, okay? So massaging that area would help to re restore the 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 um the spinal flow to that particular organ so what i recommend for my students to do is to is to just as a matter of routine is to start with the top and press down i, I think i have a a um uh here's the slide of the wato gg points and you can see where it is so it, it really impacts the, the what's known as the deep paraspinal muscles. And why is that important? Because from a myofascial point of view, um, 
these deep paraspinal muscles are what's responsible for a lot of things like, like disc herniations and prolapses and degeneration. That means the deep paraspinal muscles are tight or shortened because of some stress response. So, so eventually you have what's known as entesopathy or this creates what's known as an enthesis. That's one of my, my theoretical models for dealing with this sort of thing. All right. So um, what I'm going to do here, you know, this is this is actually a uh, um, a demonstration of how to use the 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 Huato GG points. So I'll be quiet for a moment. Okay, so next we're going to talk about the last thing that you should do, and that's activating the still point. This is a very important thing. And the still point is a pause in cranial rhythm. For those of us who are into craniosacral therapy, you will know about the still point. And what that is, doing the still, doing the still period, still point, which may last anywhere from a few seconds to several minutes, all parts of the body became become quiescent, and then a profound state of relaxation follows. It's a very simple thing to do, but it's very profound. This still point is a variable period of time when the usual pulsations of the cr cranial rhythmic responses cease temporarily. Therefore, to understand a still point, one must first understand what this cranial rhythmic impulses. So, and that's easy. I mean, with all this language here, let me tell you how to simply do that. If you were to sit or stand behind someone lying down and place your hand under the occiput, both hands, and you quiet your mind, you will feel a rhythmic or arrhythmic um, pulse. The arrhythmic pulse is the one that you need to just maintain a gentle contact and it would correct it, you know, to put it simply, okay? 
And what that is, it has to do with expansion and contraction of the, of the sutures in the skull, okay? And, and, and the movement of cerebrospinal fluid between the sacrum and the, and the cranium. You know, and for people who do this kind of work, that's a real phenomenon, all right? So by people who are stressed, that rhythm is, uh, that arrhythmic response is, is profound. And by simply holding that contact at the level of the occiput, um, it, 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 it literally normalizes it. And when it normalizes, it be, the whole body and everything becomes very quiet. It's almost like everything ceases for a moment. And that's profound. I've, I've done this on patients who, after maybe just two minutes of it, get up feeling like they've had a, a good night's rest. It's that profound. Okay? So without getting into too much of a discussion about this, I'm going to get this PowerPoint presentation to Dr. Car Carroll. So any one of you who would like to go through it for future reference, you know, you know, you, you're able to do that. Okay. So here is a demonstration of of the of the um, application of the still point. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is a couple Chinese herbal formulas for stress management. Um, the first one is known as Gan Mai Da Zao Tang. And Gan Mai Da Zao Tang 
is made up of just three in, um, substances or ingredients, which is sprouted wheat, licorice, and Chinese dates. It's, it's a great tasting formula, actually, because of the ingredients in it. But this, uh, this particular formula is, is, is widely used among us practitioners as a, a stress management um, supplement. All right. You can also uh, you can purchase this on Amazon too, folks. <laughs> okay. So Amazon is into everything, right? Even Chinese medicine. Okay. So that's the first. Um, uh, and what Gan Mai means is is Gan meaning the licorice, Mai meaning Fu Shao Mai, the sprouted wheat, and Da Zhao is Chinese dates. So it's Gan Mai Da Zhao Tang. Okay. And it's for any type of anxiety, agitation, you know, feeling nervous, that sort of thing. It calms the spirit. Um, and the next uh, formula is Shao Yao San, meaning free and easy. Um, and the botanical ingredients are, uh, you know, blue, uh, blue plurum, peony, um, Angelica sinensis, which is Dangue, what some of you call Dunquai, Attractylodes, um, the Macrophylla um, rhizome, um, Indian bread or fungus, which is like a mushroom, um, fresh ginger. Um, again, you have um, uh, licorice, and, and it's made up of um, mint. Okay, so those combined gives you the formula. Shaoyaosan, which is probably one of the more widely used formulas in Chinese herbal medicine, okay? It almost cures everything. That's because if you recall me talking about liver chi constraint back earlier in the presentation, and the four gates, those, those four points that I told you that is important in returning the body to homeostasis, this is its herbal equivalent, okay? So, what I often do I, with people with anxiety disorders or agitation or, or, or all of that stuff, the first thing I do is to try and regulate the entire body or return the body back to its optimal point, which is homeostasis. This is the formula that I use. I combine those two, Gan Mai Da Zhao Tan, okay, and Xiao Yao San together. And, and that's what I recommend for my clients, okay? I, I jokingly call that my herbal Prozac. Okay, so if you have patients who don't respond well to drugs like Prozac, this, this is the herbal equivalent of, of what that is. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, reading material, the stress of life, and if you're a healthcare provider, you, this is a must read, okay? Must read. <clears throat> and then finally, <clears throat> the other book that I, I, I recommend to my clients this is the one I recommend to my clients because it's an easier read. The language isn't as technical and cumbersome as the stress of life, but why zebras don't get ulcers is just as important to read for clients. And I recommend it. The reason I do that, it's because just the reading of it is therapy in itself because it gives you a different framework and point of view about your own stuff and process, okay? so. So that's it. The next, the last thing we do is meditation, but I'll just, you know, when I gave this presentation a day ago, we, we spend maybe 10, 15 minutes in, in, in ending with a, 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 a very good 
meditation. Okay, so there you go. That's 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 the end of the show. Uh, so that was so fabulous. That was so fabulous. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Let me see. Let me see. Can we? Yeah, we changed the point of view. We've got a couple of comments and questions before we wrap up. Um, let me see. I'm going to put you on mute for a minute because I'm getting a little bit of a feedback. There we go. But you know what? So, folks, we have time to answer one or two more questions. This is the work that we're bringing forward, that I'm bringing forward. I'm going to see if I can get Dr. Ian to come on my show tomorrow morning for Meditation Monday and follow up and offer that meditation practice. How many of you all would like to join us on Meditation Monday and have Dr. Ian get lead us through that meditation? I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not trying to twist his arm, but I just want to let him know how much we love him. And it would be fabulous to start uh, Monday morning. And tomorrow, of course, is the King holiday. And it would be a beautiful way to celebrate this. I have to thank my beloved for jumping on as technical support. Oh, look. Oh, look. Oh, look. We're getting amazing. Great show. Thank you, doctor. Yes, please. Hearts. Uh, I think I hear an invitation. Do I hear a yes? Do I hear a yes from our guest? Uh, yes, please. We got a yes, please here. Listen, y'all. I also want to invite you all to come into my course for citizen leadership. We are creating a community of consciousness, a beloved community. Ian is working in his sphere of influence. I've dropped his phone number in the chat several times. So now if, you know, as my grandmother would say, you could lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. If you don't call right now, shame on you. He'll answer and, and, and schedule you consultation and you can ask all those questions. Find out, you know, you know, whatever you need to find out. Is it free? Is it a charge? I'm not going to tell you that. You need to call that phone number right now for your own benefit. But please, you all, I'm asking you to become a part of citizen leadership to form this conscious community. So we can, so I can continue to pour into you and give you the tools, the four corners of my medical practice. Some of you might go on and want to have a, a medical professional client relationship. Our food is medicine, movement as medicine, meditation as medicine, and the arts as medicine. This is transformative medicine. This is the medicine of the future. If you need to have other things such as, you know, medication, surgery. I, I do all that. I'm a licensed medical professional and I will recommend you to those professionals who do that. But I know that most of you, most of the people I want to work with, they're looking for something different, something more. They're looking for transformation. They're looking from healing from the highest places of elevation. So let's, uh, you know, schedule discovery calls with me, right? Schedule that. 
And let's uh, go. You can register for the holiday bundle there or just go and find information. You have questions, get on a discovery call. All right. So listen, um, I'm going to check to see if there are any questions, any questions. I know that someone was, Dr. Kathy was asking, uh, you know, was this uh, a specific brand? Uh, that you were talking about. And I would say, Dr. Kathy, go ahead and call Dr. Ian. Uh, we have a comment here. The presentations are always very insightful. This is from Julian. A great refresher course in acupuncture for me. I highly recommend him for all of your treatment needs. So yes, yes, indeed. So Yes, he's waving. He's waving. Go ahead. Let's see. Unmute yourself, Dr. Ian. We'll let you have the final word. Well, I was just saying hello to Dr. Julian. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone said earlier that they had acupuncture and it didn't work for them. Yes. Um, you know, I, 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 I hear that a lot. And, and a lot of that, you know, what I tell my clients is that, look, I'm not Jesus, okay? <laughs> Acupuncture doesn't work. It's not a miracle, all right? There's a proven mechanism in the way it works. And for everyone, that's different. So the, the key here is to find a practitioner who, who is able to straddle both sides of the fence. I'm talking about Western medicine as well as, as, as this type of approach. And that's important. You know, my doctorate training was in integrative medicine. You know, so uh, we spent a lot of time looking at Western medical problems and reframing it in Oriental medicine so that we can affect treatment. So it's important to find somebody who is able to do that. Secondly, one or two treatments is not going to cut it for most for most people. It takes a course of treatments to address most chronic conditions. And what a course represents is 12 visits. So if at the end of three or four visits, you decide hey, this ain't working, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes I have patients, their problem is so entrenched and so chronic that I keep hearing visit after visit, oh, this is not working, this is not working. And maybe on the 11th visit, everything changes. All right, everything changes. So sometimes it takes time to prod the body towards resolution, all right? And, and I understand there's an economic component to, to all of that, but that's the way this thing works, right? Sometimes it just takes time for things to change and you, and you have to be patient with that, okay? Then again, sometimes I've had patients come into my office and in one visit, their problems disappear. Who knows? But at least you sh what I tell people, look, give it at least five visits and see if there's any noticeable change in your condition. And if there is, there's no reason to stop. Okay, so just wanted to answer that. Well, wonderful. And I'll, I'll personally tell you, I've been a both a student and a patient of acupuncture since, oh my goodness, the 1980s. I've had tumors that had to be surgically removed, resolved completely with acupuncture, without surgery. I've had rotator cuff tear after a fall, 
resolve completely with acupuncture. I've had open surgery and prevented the formation of arthritis through acupuncture. So I'm Todd, I can personally testify that this has been a part of my wellness component since I learned about it in the mid 1980s. Just saying, just saying. And of course there were varying treatment lengths, none of them excessively long in my own personal history. All right, so, and there's a question here uh, about language, complementary or alternative. What do you say, Dr. Ian, or do you use them interchangeably? Uh, With respect to what I do, I don't use those two uh, words um, uh, (laughs) at all. I say integrative rather than complementary and alternative because that gives the impression that it's something that's less than. And yeah, I guess you can say alternative because, you know, I mean, it's up to the patient to make the choice, you know, as an alternative to say uh, uh, Western medical approaches. But, you know, when you have a system of medicine that's been around for 7,000 years, it ain't, it's not complementary or alternative. <laughs> Not when it's the main medical system practice in some countries. There's nothing alternative about that. Okay, so I choose. You know, I think integrative medicine is the is the future, uh, where all of these um, these therapies or energetic therapies are combined with Western medical. It's already happening. You know, we have a center where I spent ten years at the Myrna Brin Center of Integrative Medicine, and the fourth year, the medical students and residents, they were required to spend time with me in the clinic for two, three weeks at a time. So people are becoming conscious of, and for no other reason, you know, when these docs become fully docs and a patient walks into them and say, yeah, I'm receiving acupuncture, they understand what that means. Okay. So that's my take on it. Beautiful, Um, beautiful. Yeah, I think that we could be here for, for, you know, at least another hour. We have questions coming in. So here's, here's our last question. And then I'll tell you what's coming up for the week. You're, Dr. Ian going to be back here during the week with me. So when we sign off now, I'm going to ask him to stay and meet me in the green room. And we are going to plan the week. You know, my weekly show, Meditation in a Time of Madness, Monday through Thursday. So Dr. Ian and I, we're going to plan something special for y'all because you saw him kind of blushing there and smiling while y'all say, come on back, come on back. All right. So should you do acupuncture by itself, not with allopathic medicine? Integrative medical practitioners are hard to find. Um, you can do it by itself. Um, I have several of my patients who sort of view me as their primary uh, uh, provider. Um but you know, given the way I was trained, I I have no problem with with uh, with a collaborative relationships with the um, allopathic medical community. I mean, often I'm the one who will call a doctor and say to them, "Look, my name is Ian Cyrus. Here's what I do. I have a patient of yours here. You're giving them X, Y, and Z. Can we discuss it?" You know, there isn't that type of um, by and large, there isn't that type of collaborative relationships between medical professionals. So 
that's not good for a patient because it often results in things like polypharmacy. I can't tell you how many times I have called doctors and they didn't know that their patients were seeing other practitioners who were giving them stuff to take and it was having a negative impact. So, I, you know, I hope I've answered your question, but, you know, I mean, I'm one of those practitioners. If surgery is necessary, I would encourage my patients to do it. If they need to take a drug, I would encourage them to do it because Listen, with all this alternative and complementary and this and that, look, there are times when alternative medicine is simply not an alternative. Like this COVID vaccine that, that I just got the other day. There's nothing alternative about that. <laughs> you get it or you die. <laughs> so basically, that's the, that's the choice. You know, So I'm encouraging my patients to take the vaccine because it's the only way, given what's going on, that we're going to achieve herd immunity, and this planet can get back to some normal mode of living. You know, right. you know, taking some herb is not going to fix that. Uh, thank you so much for saying that. Listen, y'all, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We're wishing everyone a happy Sunday. Come back tomorrow. Dr. Ian is going to be with us. He's going to lead us through a meditation. We're going to put all that together for meditation in a time of madness. And I remind you, there was so much shared today. This show is going to be broadcast as a podcast. Wait, listen, my body and spirit. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. Get your discovery call with me. We have another uh, a medical professional on air right now who is an integrative practitioner, uh, Dr. Kathy Ferrer. She's been a guest on our show. We are going to be broadcasting live on Tuesday, January 19th. Mark that on your calendars. We'll be on her platform and we are just you know we we going to be we are becoming the change we need to see in the world and we are going to walk through this parting of the red sea moment with you i'm bringing these people to you to save yourself to save myself to save this planet to create the beloved and conscious awake community. All right. That's all for today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.